Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs> Wine. I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. And I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> 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 Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and let's have a wedding conversation. Mazel tov and for Poland, I'd say. You'd say, I'd be here tomorrow because I belong here, but I think, I think... You I like, so we're almost there. Joining us today are the usual more and more less and less Marianne's, including Kevin, one extraordinary thing, Jager. Oh, I like that one, thank you. (laughs) Kimberly, our Mrs. S.L. Jabawaski, game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. (laughs) And with us is somebody who you've seen on Broadway in Mean Girls and is currently, will eventually be again, in the Philip Company uh, on the Hamilton tour, or some might say the Grand Tour. Let's give a big broad-waisted welcome (laughs) (laughs) to friend of the show, friend of the the show, show. Demarius Cole. Y'all ready for this? Welcome. (laughs) That was like a series of dabs. I was so proud of you. Yeah, thank you so much. You know what I mean? I got to exercise my elbows while I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, thanks right. for joining us. We really appreciate Thank you. it. You know, you're on hiatus from tour, so we're happy yeah. that we could uh, grab you during this uh, precarious time. So we really, right. really appreciate it. Um, but before we get started with anything, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Oh, I'm having a special cocktail with Tanqueray and tonic water with a little lime juice to be nasty. Ooh. Yes. Oh, okay. Nothing this too is the special, first time but... in many, many recordings that I will not be joining you in the Tanqueray and tonic life. Oh, no. <laughs> because my mother-in-law sent us a bunch of cocktail mixers from Williams-Sonoma. Okay. And so I have Summer in a Cup, Trisha Yearwood's cocktail mix recipe. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I love how also you started to tell me what was in it and I like leaned forward like I could see inside the cup. Like Like my view doesn't change. It's just, (laughs) I think, but, and pineapple rum. Oh, okay. Okay. You're legit drinking Trisha Yearwood's mix of alcohol. Yes. Trisha Yearwood made me a drink today. I have never been more obsessed with information as I am. (laughs) Kevin, what are you drinking? I am drinking a classy black cherry uh, (gasps) white claw. Twinsies. Yes. But this is, I I bought a variety pack. Me too. The last one of the black cherries, so the next one's going to be a potpourri. I don't know what it would be. See, the problem, like the white claw problem, the white claw problem that I have is that like when I take classes on Instagram or Zoom or something, instead of drinking water, I just drink a white claw. (laughs) It's like two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like doing a ballet bar and I'm like, oh, might as well have a sip of white claw. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that like the water of the coronavirus is just white claw. Right. That feels correct. It's hydrating the world. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, so hard. Hydrating like, your heart. <laughs> so actually, Kevin, so th- I'm about to finish this black cherry, and then I have my next black cherry lined up next to me. Oh, oh word. Yeah, I tried another one. Oh. I really wish. Oh, the, you have dill pickle lace? Those are so yeah. good. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's going to be great. Oh, my God. Um, I need those. Um, well, since you're on the Philip Hamilton tour, mm-hmm. um, uh, the first question we want to ask you is, what's Aaron really like on tour? <laughs> what's Aaron J. Albano really like That's on the tour? That's dirt on our friend. <laughs> I love Aaron so much. Aaron knows um, that no one likes him on tour. You, you, can, you, can, uh, you can most of the time find Aaron knitting, okay, quietly in his corner. Yeah. Or, like myself, belting very loudly in the dressing room. <laughs> and you know... The problem is before he got, or before I got on the tour, he was the only one belting. And then I joined the tour and it was like the two of us giving you a very aggressive mix all day. And so the boys are like, oh, well, it was fun having one easy, but now we have two. Great. (laughs) (laughs) 
This is perfect. What is your go-to pre-show song? I mean, my go-to pre-show for life is um, the opening of Legally Blonde, period. Like, mm. that's what I want. I have yes. multiple wigs. I travel a trunk of wigs on my own. <laughs> I have many people that live with me in my apartment. So I'm just like, who am I today? Okay. That's what I have. Awesome. So you've been prepared for quarantine. Oh, baby. <laughs> this was made for me. This is my time. <laughs> I'm thriving. All I need is a gay bar, but like it's fine. I'll get back to that. <laughs> what um so let's 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 talk about you. that's your that's your go-to song. What's your go-to musical? What's your favorite musical? Um oh see for different reasons. Yeah. I love a ragtime moment just oh, because right. it's like I love classical musical theater. Um, a 42nd Street Overture will always get me right. Mm. But then in terms of sitting and watching a show, I want to watch the first act of Wicked. Oh. Always. Why Why don't you include the second act in that? I mean, like, I'm not going to leave an intermission, but... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I just think that the first act has, like, the most, like... When you go to school for theater, you learn about choreography and about costume design and set design and all these things that you really get to see. And then for me, there's not much dancing in the second act. So I'm just sure. like, okay, well, we lost choreography. Yeah, no, so, you're, the second yeah. act is very book-driven. Yeah, it's very, like less movement, which is fine. But if I was going to watch like something every day of my life, I want to watch the first act of the Yeah. Just like every morning, you define gravity and on with your day. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And then what do you do on the days where she doesn't fly? Like, it doesn't go off? Then like, you have to skip and go to something bad. You're just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And that's when the whole audience goes, something bad. Right. They have, like, recliners on the seats. Everyone's like, okay, I guess we should all be moving. <laughs> okay. Now, do you... Where did you grow up? Did you grow up around in, in the metropolitan area or are you from um, Birmingham, Alabama? Okay. So the answer is no. Yeah. Not even a little, not even a little bit. Um, so I guess what was your first kind of exposure to musical theater? Um, what was, was there a traveling show or a local show that really made you fall in love with it? Um, so I didn't start theater, uh, theater until middle of high school situation, like 10th, 11th grade. And mm -hmm. actually we went and saw Wicked like the in, touring production in Birmingham. But they, and I was, they missed the second act. So. Exactly. So <laughs> I only sit well back. sitting on the very end. And what I think is really funny is I don't really remember like highlights of the show. I remember seeing a lot of backstage because I was all the way stage right, mm. like sitting on the end, seeing like Nessa get up from her chair, like, all right, well, done with that. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, they're just like us. <laughs> <laughs> no. so I did like that um, there was like a community theater that I worked through and like got to know these people who had been doing this thing for a long time that just kind of had faith in everyone who was there so we all like took classes over the summer and there was like a camp that we did that I went to and then I um, just got the bug I mean I always have loved dancing and singing but musical theater just wasn't a part of my upbringing it was always just like go dance at a wedding reception okay sing at church and then we got to combine the two wedding singer, right? Like something of the sort. So then here we are. Totally. Yeah. What, um, what, uh, do you remember your first trip to New York? If you saw a show, what was your first show? <laughs> My first trip to New York, I knew nothing about theater. I was not coming for theater at all. I came mm -hmm. here to dance on a TV show. And then we danced at a celebrity basketball game and did a hip hop competition at Rutgers in Jersey. And we went home. Like being in Times Square meant nothing about Broadway to me. I was just like, oh my God, it's hot. There are many people like yes, I can't yeah. wait. Like <laughs> it had nothing to do with theater at all. That's so funny. Interesting. Yeah. And then like coming back after that, I was like, oh, oh I never knew this was a thing. <laughs> Did you, do you remember your first show, your first Broadway show, like your first experience? My first Broadway show was Newsy. That's great. I won, I won the lottery. Um, I come yes. in to like just come to the city when my parents were in town with my sister and we all went into New York and we put in for the lottery. And my mom was like, if we don't win it. We're going back to Jersey tonight, like to go to the hotel. <clears throat> and then they were on like the second to last name. We started to walk away and then they called my name and I like started flipping to the table. It's like, Oh my God, it's me. And then, and then I literally made my kid sister sit further out 
on the road. So she was like behind a speaker and couldn't really see the stage. And I was like, you'll be fine. I want to watch. <laughs> She's fully like nine years old, just sitting behind a speaker like, all right. <laughs> That's this so is good. great. Yeah. That's amazing. And but then, am I a good brother? <laughs> nah, that's okay. It was your first Broadway show. Um, you talked about Aaron. Yeah. Right. Did you, um, did you, uh, do you remember, so, so flash forward and all of a sudden you're making your Broadway debut. Was mm-hmm. that a very surreal for you? Talk about that experience. Um, so I had been working on the show for a few years Hence, or not hence, but like doing the lab and out of town, all those things. So my call to Broadway was just a little different than people getting the call saying, you're going to go be on Broadway. It was like, you're going to be in the Mean Girls lab that might go out of town. And then it was like, the Mean Girls lab is going to go out of town and wants to go to Broadway next year. So the calls are just very like, this is what we think might happen in the next year or so, as opposed to being like, you're going to make your Broadway debut on this date. So I never like grasped onto it until literally standing on stage on opening night. I remember standing on stage being like, okay, like we're here. This is it. Standing on zero and just being like, okay, like made it to Broadway. But there was never a a through line of my debut will be on this date. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing this, blah, blah, blah. Like the Mm -hmm. phone call happened a year and some months before the actual debut happened. Cool. It's great though. I mean, yeah. What was that like seeing a show grow from like the lab when they're first like trying to get its feet to like being on Broadway, seeing all of the changes it went through? Well, see, I think that's why it might've been a little different as far as like, I was just so attached to the show that I didn't really care where it went. Like we saw so many different versions of it. So many different people who came in to like write things or songs and blah, blah, blah. So it just become like, we're just a part of the Mean Girls cast. Like we're doing this all the time because we were creating a movie into a musical, they could do whatever they wanted as far as music went. So they were like, let's write this song, actually cut that. Let's make this scene a montage. Actually, no, let's spread it out, blah, blah, blah. So by the time we got to New York, I can't tell you the version that we did for the first previews of like DC or even the presentations for the lab. I could not possibly tell you what happened that day. And recently they just changed the Broadway production to be cognizant with the tour so they had to go back into a tech situation and like redo the broadway version to be what oh, the tour I is read that. yeah which i'm like oh good luck everybody congratulations <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people on the show that have been there the whole time right that yeah. are like and there's people there are people on the tour who are doing broadway from the lab that are also now on the tour so you just have like mm. all those versions sure sure yeah a lot my goodness I feel like I would accidentally just like sing the wrong lyrics every night. Well, I mean, it's like, it's that Tony thing where you get lyrics for the Tonys mm-hmm. and then you go in yeah. and say those lyrics and then come back and say the same thing. You're like, oh, shit, no. yeah, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> like, that's not <laughs> it. Oh, no, I censored it, but I didn't have to today. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Brian saw Wicked and saw Kristen Chenoweth go up on her lyrics because she sang the Tony lyrics. Yeah. Oh, word. I saw them like, I, I, wait, would that, is that, yeah, I think that's got to be true, right? That makes sense. The timeline makes sense because it was when she got hurt and all that. But wasn't she not in it during the... T- no, she was. No, she, she was. Right, after right, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's true, but yes, that is true. I don't know why I, I question your story that I've told you. memory for Brian? Let's play a game. Let's play a game. <laughs> I was like, did I lie? Okay. <laughs> Oh, we'll utilize the private chat function. Okay. Okay. My new favorite part. Okay. <laughs> logically whispering. Got right, it. Right. I know, because I'm gonna be like, all right, everyone, close your eyes and ears, and I'm just gonna go. It's like the shade room, like work. It's confessionals. Um, but only for me because I have basically, I figured out how to do plot points, a game that we've played many times via zoom so i have two little stacks okay. of it notes because i impulse bought post-it notes at the grocery store mm-hmm. <laughs> i always walk down like the school supplies always like i need 37 pens of course There's i a whole pack of all different sizes and colors always. oh no i went to a walmart like, for the first it's time such an existential crisis that i was like walmart. i think the post-it notes will help walmart yes yeah. 
Man, a Target, Walmart. I mean, and just go going. I live like a couple blocks away from a Staples. It's like it's like a magnet pulling. Like it's not gonna happen. Like, why do I need like a, a board, like a whiteboard? Like, why do I need it? I don't know. But let's just get one and write on it. I write it for my birthday. This year, <laughs> a whiteboard. I have a whiteboard too. <laughs> See, why not? You know, I want a whiteboard, maybe. See, ideas. All right, here we go. We've all been sold on whiteboards. <laughs> Um, basically, the game of podcast is not sponsored by whiteboards. Just so <laughs> although there is a whiteboard function on Zoom. Oh, we used it the other day for Pictionary for work. It was great. Yeah, it's really fun. Oh, I thought oh, right. we, we can't do a Pictionary game on a podcast. Oh, yeah. that's rich. That's so it would just be silence and then yelling. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so plot points is a game in which you have to describe the plot of something but singing the tune of something else. Okay. And so in this day and age, <laughs> I have a list of musicals that you can't see right now, okay. but were on Broadway and okay. are. All their stuff is still there. There's still lipstick at the dressing room station. Right. The um, name is and I have song titles from Disney shows that have closed. Okay. So to the tune of the Disney song, give me the plot of the musical. Okay. Okay. Um, and then we all have to guess, except me who obviously knows all the answers. Okay. So Kevin, will you go first as our guinea pig? Yes. And I have them flip book style. So just tell me when to stop and I'll tell you what you have. And I'll do show first. Great. Ready? Yep. Stop. Oh, I see it. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Stop. This one's weird. And a family of people are dealing with everything under the sun. Some to a 90s pop hits. Some to 90s pop hits. It's a family with an adopted kid. There's also drug use and sexual Is this... Is this- Jagged Little Pill <laughs> continues to happen to this family. So this it's is okay, okay, okay. Stop, stop. <laughs> it's Jagged Little Pill to a spoonful of sugar. It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, does it make I sense? Need, now, I to, yeah, I needed to watch. I was like, wait a minute. Okay, great. Okay, do you want to go Jagged next? Little you want me to have Brian to, go next? I think Brian should go first. Climbing up to the top of a rock. Feeling so prideful. I'm the oh, top sorry. of everything. I'm not yep, a tiger, but what am I? I'm a. Okay, I got it. What am I? Yeah. Yes? It's The Lion King. Yes. To the tune of Heart of Your World. Correct. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I'm a man on a boat. Trying to find his way to America. I am going. It's uh, it's Hamilton. Start. It's Hamilton and Let It Go. Drag me. Wow. Oh. Very impressive, Brian. Wow. He started right, from I the beginning of left. Hamilton. Do you want me to do it or Demarius on a second turn? I could do it again. Okay. Since I was so immediately attacked. That was impressive. <laughs> In my first efforts at the game, okay? I was literally in my head, I was like, what show is about a sea voyage? It's not Titanic. Like, okay. Pirate Queen. Um, oh, wait, I want to use a different song. In though. Titanic, didn't they leave from America? Or am I an idiot? No. Uh, they don't leave from yeah. America. <laughs> they left from London. Okay, are we ready? Yes. There are... Three girls in pink, and they're very super not nice. They just want to make sure everyone's life is back. Three girls to... Uh, we are guests. <laughs> that was so good. That was plot points. I feel good about that. I feel good about that. Yeah. Solid showing. Solid, solid show. Kevin, it left from Liverpool, Titan, the Titanic. The ship. Also, there's something like really difficult about sounding like a good singer while you try to sing something that you don't know what you're going to say next. Totally. Yeah, like, you can't think about it. I want three girls in there just and drying. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> we did tell these <laughs> Like, hi, listeners. I do get paid to sing, I promise. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. 
So you're in the Philip tour of Hamilton, as we mentioned. Yeah. Um, I guess talk a little bit about the experience of kind of bringing Hamilton to, we've heard a little bit from Aaron and, and, and kind of and, and on that tour, um, you know, for people on the tour as well, but want to hear from your perspective, what's it been like to bring Hamilton to, um, you know, obviously like the number one show people are dying to see it. They're very excited yeah. to see it. There's obviously very, a ton of, of uh, expectations surrounding it. Um, when someone does go and see it, what's it like from your perspective, bringing it to all these cities? Um, just like from a performer perspective, I think that what's most exciting about doing the thing is that I haven't done a show that every single move you make has a meaning. And I think that's like a different thing where it's like the staging, the lighting design, the set design, like everything means something in some capacity. You could ask any of the creative members, why do we do this? Why do we do that? And I think that part subliminally is shifted toward the audiences without them knowing it. Is that like you're seeing something happen and then like in hindsight, you're like, oh, wait, that was really cool. And I haven't had that experience before as a performer to be like, this eight count just feels like it's fun, but why am I doing it? As opposed to creatives coming to talk to us and saying, we want to convey this exact story every time that we see somebody doing it. And that cool thing goes without saying when audience members come, they see like the Hamilton, the, the big name, they know the songs and all the things. But then afterwards you see people who've only ever heard the music sang start to be like actually seeing it in person. I understand so much more. And to see kids come to the stage door and talk about how they have a new interest in history. And like, I want to learn more about this whole thing is very great. And as a, a black man telling a story of like white people, but through like POC's eyes, it's really cool because it goes to show that we all have the same story to tell just through different eyes. Like we all go through the same things in different ways and blah, blah, blah. Anybody can tell this story. And I just feel very grateful and very excited to be amongst the six companies of so that get to do it. Sure. Absolutely. Um, Do you have any specific, let's do stage door story. Stage door story. Do you Um, (laughs) No, do you have any, <laughs> anything specific? Like you mentioned that of the heartwarming stuff in terms of, I want to learn more, but anything oh, yeah, yeah. specific that, that really kind of like that when you think back to this time, you know, a specific stage or moment, whether it's funny or adorable or heartfelt and heartwarming, anything that kind of stands out to you? Um, I guess it might not be necessarily staged or specific, mm-hmm. but there are two guys in our company of Hamilton now who saw me do Newsies when I came through their prospective cities when they were still in like high school and college that are in the cast with me now that will still be like, we saw you be in Newsies on tour like four or five years ago. And to be in a show with them now is really like, okay, I work. And also like, I see what people mean when they're like, Oh, I'm not old, but I feel old. Like that's crazy. (laughs) If you, when Broadway comes back and everybody's back and you're doing the show and like you're on tour doing Hamilton, if they came, if the stage manager came to you and was like, Oh my God, so-and-so is down and we need you to play their role. Would you feel more comfortable going in for Angelica or Eliza? Oh, Angelica fully. fully. Yeah. Eliza has a, like, it, yeah, I can't do those emotions right now. Like uh-huh. <laughs> well, Eliza's like going through the thing. I want to be Angelica. Yeah. Well, that's that's an interesting question, Kevin. And you know where else you can find interesting questions? Where, Ryan? Tuesdays in the corner with Kevin. <laughs> so hard to listen to with his leg. Oh, so you're, you're in Kevin's corner now, uh, if you couldn't tell from the amazing theme song. Amazing. So, uh, Kevin's corner, we try different things. And in quarantine time, I've been able to have some time to think about how to make Kevin's Corner better. So we're doing a new segment in Kevin's Corner today that is called Musical Theater's Biggest Questions. So I'm going to ask you some of Musical Theater's biggest questions, and I expect you to have the real answers. Are you ready for this? I mean, do I have a choice? No, you huh. don't. All right. So question- exactly. You could, you could always leave the Zoom. Yeah, you could-, <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine? You're like, bye, girl. Bye. Right, literally. <laughs> My internet broke. <laughs> I just like freeze. I'm like, oh, Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. So question one. 
Do you think that a person could actually and realistically dance all night long and then at the end of an eight hour nonstop dancing episode still beg for more? I mean, yeah, I think they could. Just depends on uh, what kind of Christmas, it depends on what kind of gifts and Christmas things you've got in your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's true. And Christmas does have powers. I'm going to give that answer and say, uh, for the kids at home, anything is possible. <laughs> uh, anything can happen. <laughs> Question two. If you were forced to leave someone, would it be in summer, winter, fall, or springtime? <laughs> And please note, never is not an option. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Summer. So, so you would would you choose summer? Why? I don't have that. <laughs> this is easier to just say in the summer. Oh, because you're drinking. Perfect. It's easier to say that. Uh, Everyone's shirtless, not just you, right? I don't know. It's like a dick move to make. A little meaner, but... All right, question three. Where is the exact location of love? Um, where is love? <laughs> I think it's in Jordan Hill's kitchen, right? It's at Flaming Saddles in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's at the Ritz on the second floor, but oh, yeah. it depends on, the, second depends floor. on the, night. It depends on the night of the week. Amen. Uh, question yeah. four. If you were ordered to and absolutely had to, what action would you take in order to stop the beat? Ooh. <laughs> Kevin, these are funny. See, these are making me think harder than I should because I know that there's like a funny answer. <laughs> not the way, you know what I mean? Like it's. I want to know what it takes to stop the beat. I have a fire burning here. I want deep dive answers. You literally, to stop the beat, you have to be friends with the DJ. And when I say friends, I mean like you have to know the guy. You have to really have the power <laughs> to go behind the booth. The DJ. Yeah, you have to. You have to be friends answer. with him. Thank you. Question, question five. What kind of fool are you? The kind that falls in love and then falls out? I don't know. <laughs> right. Or the, the kind that like changes his location on Tinder and then expects to fall in love with somebody in Ireland. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I think that Tinder really messed up when they gave us the option of changing our location. Amen. Um, <laughs> What? You're welcome, Kim. Question <laughs> <laughs> uh, six. What did, in actual fact, truly happen to the diva's part? <laughs> what did, in fact, happen to the diva's part? I think it was split. I think it was stolen. Oh, no. <laughs> it was split and it was stolen. And she was lied to. Oh, not she yeah. got done dirty. She got dirty. Like, I think that's what happened. I agree. Uh, this is perfect for what we were just talking about. How would one completely break the laws of physics to actually defy gravity? Okay, you know what? I'm going to circle back on this question right now. I have a few questions for the three of you when it comes to defying gravity. Mm -hmm. in, in this musical with this woman, the broom that she says to get on, she's not on top of it when we see her defying gravity. And she, she also doesn't have wings. So I think that you have to be really close with the crewman who's going to lock you into the sit. Like, you know what I mean? You have to know somebody that operates the rigging system. I think the broom is magic and she has a lot of upper body strength. So she is holding on to the broom and just keeping it in one position. Like she won the like Oz Ninja Warrior competition. Exactly. Right. right. Ex I just think that like the alphabets have to be screwing the guy working the, the fly system. Like it has to be happening. <laughs> She's an Oz Ninja Warrior. <laughs> and my last question is, in the grand scheme of things, who in fact lives, who in fact dies, and who in fact tells your story? SpongeBob. 
And this has been Kevin's corner. Wonderful. Um, Damaris, what's your favorite Harry Potter book? You don't do Harry Potter? I don't read very much Harry Potter, but I did love the show. I love The Cursed Child on Broadway. Sure. That's a book that counts. I loved it so much, but I'm not like a fan of Harry Potter. Sure, sure. Um, is there, so we, you, sometimes we do, you talked about that and that's one of, uh, we all three of us have had an incredible experience seeing that. Um, yeah. But do you have a show where, it's not necessarily your favorite show, but the experience you you had while seeing that show is just kind of unmatched. It was one of the better experiences you've ever had at a, at a theater. I mean, like I'll say that like most recently, um, I guess it was like the last big show I saw in New York before I came on tour. Mm-hmm. And I think that that like magic really took me for a loop. Sure. It was beautiful. That, that experience was crazy. I didn't expect to want to be there all day, but mm-hmm. at the end of the first part, I was like, "All right, let's wrap yeah. this up and get back." Like, I want to see more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to see more. I loved it. Let's let's head back on tour for a second. What do you find? Yeah, Brian. Ooh, okay, you're, yeah, you're right. Brian, it, quarantine. Like, let's let's you're really theoretically let's theoretically really get it. back on the grand tour. Um, what do you find as the hardest thing about being on tour, and what's the easiest thing about being on tour? Um, Still, girl. Okay, uh, uh, uh. as an extrovert of sorts, it was hard leaving the city again mm-hmm. and being like around people who. Also, Hamilton was my first time joining a company. So any company that I've been in before this, I was like in the first incarnation of that company. interesting. Sure. So then joining a company who all had friendships and like lives, blah, 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 had its own difficulties and being like, I'm used to having my girls and my places just like, let's go get drinks. Let's Let's do this. Let's do this. And I think that was the hardest part because I actually do love touring. Like I love seeing new places and like, I think it freshens or freshens your like, body and your brain and a new theater new spaces new audiences mm-hmm. so that was the hardest part for me um and then also the easiest part is that because i'm not going out and spending like 50 sure. 60 dollars a night like drinking and going to the bar and then taking a cab home every mm-hmm. night and then um another difficult thing is that you kind of get used to a city and then it's like all right let's go Mm-hmm. And I got a little more lucky on this tour because we were, we were doing three weeks at least, whereas Hamilton, or no, on Newsies, we did one week at a time every week. And then we got here and it was like three weeks. All right, you know, a coffee shop, you got like your, your workout situations, like your friends, and then it's time to go. And then we got mm-hmm. to Toronto. We were going to be in Toronto for three and a half months. So we were like meeting people, being right. like, I'm going to be living here. And that's difficult to feel like I'm going to feel normality for a second. And then mm-hmm. they said, no, you're not. Actually, you're not going to know anyone but the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> what um, do, do you have any tips or tricks for going on tour? Things that you subscribe to wholeheartedly? Like I do X, Y, and Z or, you know, any, anything that you find helpful for yourself to get through going on tour? Um, I like took a class from someone a few years ago who the thing that he said about being on tour and doing eight shows a week was that the most exciting thing for his day just has to be the show. And so anything outside of that just should feel normal and should feel natural. So if I want to get up and go outside and go get coffee and walk around the, like the city and do all these things then great, but I shouldn't feel weighted to feel like I'm in this city for three weeks. So I have to know everything about it. So for me, it helps my mental space to be like, I'm here for work. Like, yes, I have time to do other things, but I'm here for work. And I'm not that person who wants to exhaust myself or exhaust myself rock climbing and doing all these crazy things when I know I have to go to work at night. So I think it's allowed me this kind of freedom to say, if I wake up on this random Thursday and I want to go walk around like Madison, Wisconsin for three hours, like, why not? Mm -hmm. But I think I find solace in being just like a, every day is different, kind of like quarantine, which is why I'm thriving. (laughs) every day is different every day is different it has to be and yet not every day is the same (laughs) right right right. and yet it's these four walls i know today i'm not i don't have gin it's different it's different 
the, the cocktail is different, but like usually the Grubhub delivery is the same. So. But like also the movies hit different. Like I watched Tangled and I was like, okay, well if she did it for 18 years, like, okay. <laughs> and then I watched Beauty and the Beast and I was like, okay, well the Beast was in his castle and found his like, like lover in quarantine. Great. Yeah, she came to <laughs> Who's gonna knock on my door? But also that's the thing is you have to like, not, like the whole Beast thing is like, if a man knocks on your door during quarantine and you kidnap him and then exchange him for his daughter, like. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're like, you're like, am I crazy because I get it? Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, let's play another game. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of quarantine, I don't know about everyone else, but I've been doing a lot of snacking. Yes. And so I've <laughs> the dill pickles come back. <laughs> um, so I created a game called Quarantine Cravings. Okay. Brian and Kevin will know it, kind of. But basically, I'm going to assign everyone a meal throughout the day. And we're going to make up a full meal of eating based on whatever show card you might pull. Okay. So theme your meal to that show. Bonus points if you could physically make this meal for yourself right now. Like if you use stuff in your fridge. Okay. Don't actually make yourself anything. But like... I I might after this. For instance, mine will probably be based on frozen pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, would anyone like to volunteer for breakfast? I'll do breakfast. Okay. Ready? Tell me when and I'll pull you a card. Sure. When? (gasps) Brian! What? Man of La Mancha. (laughs) I've never heard of this show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I think that I will probably do, um, uh, Huevos de la Mancheros. Mancheros! Um, and it's Huevos Rancheros, um, but with, um, chorizo over the top. But the eggs are two different sizes. You get two eggs with it. One egg is pretty big. One's a little bit more small and plump. And um, yeah, and uh, it's uh, it, but it's it's heavy on the chorizo, and uh, really, you know, it's it may not look the prettiest, but you know, we all see it as something different, as a delicious breakfast that everyone can enjoy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> Kevin, would you like to make lunch? Of course. Okay. Tell me when. Stop. Seventeen seventy-six. Okay. Um, I would make. To make Kevin. I just need to Google what this is because it's a great title, but I just need to know what the actual thing is. No, you should just say it. You well, should just know. say it and tell us. The I, I want to. I want to make. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. I want to know what it is. Can I be the one that tells you what it is? Okay. Sure, I know. I want it to be, I want it to be called Sit Down Johnny Cakes. They're pancakes. Johnny Cakes are pancakes. Okay. So we're having like a breakfast. They're pancakes, but like they have cornmeal in them. Thank you. So uh, okay. <laughs> Johnny Cakes, but it's like a kind of like, uh, it's a play on like Chicken a la King, but like over Johnny Cakes. So it's like the like creamy kind of like chicken and vegetable goodness and cheesiness all poured over Johnny cakes. And you have to eat it sitting next to an open window. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's so good. Damaris, do you want to make dinner? Yeah, here we go. Or a cocktail? You know what? I'll make dinner with a cocktail. How about that? Okay, here you go. Tell me when. Mary Poppins. Oh my God, work. So for the cocktail, we have, I think, like a Casamigos, like light tequila situation. Um, it'll be with some kind of blueberries and like a seltzer mm-hmm. water in the situation. Just like shake it up and put it on the rocks. It might be a shot, but we'll see how she's feeling when we eat the dinner. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how she's feeling. But then as Mary Poppins <laughs> for dinner, I want to decide if I'm cooking for the children or for like the adults. <laughs> well, Mary Poppins is really there for the parents. So like, let's do it for the adults. He's saving oh, like, Mr. Banks, everybody. Okay, and the kids are still wanting her back for more. So <laughs> let's make sure we cover all the bases. Don't be <laughs> okay? Exactly. Word. Right. For dinner, um, I see like a penne pasta with Alfredo and marinara sauce. Ooh. Um, with like, like a broccoli sauteed and a shrimp with like, um, mm. yeah, I see that all like shaken together in like a thing. So like a super califragilistic expiala pasta. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, Brian. <laughs> that sounds like a practically perfect dinner. That's in every way. Saying. In every way. It's oh my god! Correct. I clearly saved myself for dessert. Yes. Um, but will you guys tell me when? Because sure. I can see all of them. Yeah, definitely. When? A thoroughly modern, modern dessert. Um, I will make a thoroughly modern meal foy, which is <laughs> <laughs> which is like kind of like a Napoleon. You do three layers of puff pastry, mm-hmm. and then you bake them with a sheet on top. And then the inside. Let's see what's thoroughly modern. She wears that red dress, so we're gonna go with like um a raspberry pastry cream piped in the middle. Okay. And then on the very top, like raspberries all around the edge. And then a little bit of shaven chocolate to look like a bob. Wow. There are no That's so elaborate. I was like, just a thoroughly modern cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> like work. <laughs> I've never made it in my life, but I would um, like to try one day. This is a Not great delicious. meal. This yeah. is a great day of food in quarantine. Yeah. Two breakfasts, a delicious dessert, <laughs> and a super califragilistic XBL pasta dish. Pasta, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, so fun. <coughs> Which, wait, what did we call that? Quarantine cravings? Yeah. That was fun. I like that game. Whenever we play that game, that's super fun. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um well, healthy. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so what are what are some things that you're binging, if you're binging anything in this quarantine time? I am that gay who rewatched all of Gossip Girl. Yeah, did that. Um, I watched All American, which is mm-hmm. really lovely. I'm doing like the Insecure situation. Sure, sure. I watched also, but all the um, reality. So like the Too Hot to Handle, The Love is Blind. Mm-hmm. Like all those things. It's strange, yeah. but we got through it. <laughs> but then also, thanks to Aaron J. Obano, I'm rewatching all the movies on his Instagram. Yeah. Oh, him, sure. Which I love. It's so fun. Yeah. What was today? Oh, that's why you just watched Tangled. Uh, <laughs> that is why. Yeah, a quarantine special. That is why. But then oh, yeah. also last night or yesterday, for no reason, I watched Beauty and the Beast. So it was just like, okay, I mean, Disney Plus is really coming through. It's a tale as old as time. Yeah. Have you? <laughs> I did not appreciate that. <laughs> have y'all watched um, the new short on Disney Plus? That one about like the guy coming out to his parents. No. It oh. came out today. It's so oh. beautiful. It just came out today. It's a oh, short. We'll have to watch I that. Love oh, yeah. it. I'll watch it with my parents after dinner. Is it really emotional? Yeah, it's really funny. Okay. I think like the emotion is like, oh, I love it, but it's not like. Mm. Okay. It's not like where you just yeah. Weep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eat and get hungry. <laughs> I mean, I'm always hungry, but. <laughs> <laughs> the chips. Help! So, Help! While you're binging and doing all this stuff, do you do you run through the show in your head? Are you always kind of keeping up? You know, just keeping yourself up to it. Like, do, are you doing anything to kind of just? make sure you 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 stay on top of certain things or are you just like when it's time to go back I'll get prepared I was trying to be prepared a lot for the first like three or four weeks of it and then when we got the notice that we weren't going back for a long time I kind of dropped it sure um 
I, I feel like there's a place in my brain that's like, I still know kind of what's going on to a certain extent. So I have faith that whenever it's time to go back, they'll give us at least a week and a half, two weeks of rehearsal just mm-hmm. to look at it. Because for me, I'm like, the, the movement could come back once I'm on stage, but like, am I singing like a 10 or one? Like, what is it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, whose lines are these? Well, that's great because our next game is you're going to do a one-man Hamilton, just your track right now. Work. Okay. Okay. I don't enter for a minute. So in that one minute that I don't enter, (laughs) in that one minute, everyone chug tequila for one. (laughs) Sorry. That's the game. Thanks, Brian. (laughs) Um, But do we want to play a third game? I have a third game, actually. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have our game called, well, recently renamed Legacy Row. Are you familiar with the game MASH that one used to play in middle school about mm-hmm. choosing your next boyfriend and your future? Mm-hmm. So it is similar to that. ROBE stands for Regional, Off-Broadway, Broadway, or Experimental. <laughs> and so we're going to pick your next show post-quarantine. Post-Hamilton, oh, post-quarantine. So okay. if you could give me your four dream roles. Um, yes, Dream Rose. Lola and Kinky Boots. Yes. Yes. I really want to play Donkey and Shrek. Ooh. Yes, um, I kind of... I want to play Javert. Like, why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Reach for the stars. And then, like, any gay, I want to be Cassie. And, of course, I mean, it's just right in there. Like, okay. yeah. Yes. <laughs> And your four yeah. dream co-stars. Oh my god! Um, Kimberly, Brian, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you're in Jay Obano. We did it for you. Oh, we did it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I have to say Brian Stokes, Brian Stokes Mitchell. Sure. And Audrey Donald. Like that's like, period. Yeah. And then, Beyonce. Okay. Yeah. And the Dixie Chicks, all of them. Oh, yes. <laughs> Amazing. You're welcome. Okay. And then three random numbers. Three, eight, and 24. Oh, I see what you did there. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, and then tell me when, and I'm going to figure out our little swirly number. Yeah. Like, okay. Stop. One, when I said stop. three, four, five. Okay, I'm going to figure this out. Talk amongst yourselves. Sure. Hubbub, 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 hubbub. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. Okay. Potatoes or sweet potatoes? Potatoes. Um, Pineapple or grapefruit juice? Ooh. Ooh, pineapple juice for the tequila. Sure. Uh, horror movies, <laughs> horror movies, or sci-fi movies. Sci-fi. Sure. If you had to shave your beard or your mustache, which one would you shave? Um, my beard. Okay. Um. Uh, if you uh, could only wear flip-flops with socks for the rest of your life, or overalls, which would you choose? Overall, come on, Kevin. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, are you ready to hear your next show? Mm-hmm. Post quarantine, Damari's Hopes, starring off Broadway as Javert, <gasps> Audra McDonald oh! will win three awards. That was good. I would, I mean, that sounds great. An off Broadway Lay Miz. An off Broadway Lay Miz starring Audra McDonald as Valjean and Demaria as Javert. Are you kidding? Okay. We put it in the world. Yeah, we put it out there. I want it. Well, on that note, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. That was so fun. We really appreciate you being here and taking the time. Um, you know, so if you go for oysters, I go for oysters. I'll order oysters and cancel the oysters for we know we need each other. So we better call off the calling off off. Let's call the whole thing off. That is our quote for the day. Uh, <laughs> in there, calling off off. Nice work okay. if you can get it. 
Um, Off Broadway with Audrey McDonald. Yes. <laughs> um, thanks so much for joining us. Um, we uh, really appreciated hanging out with you. And cheers, cheers. That we don't have cheers as much if we're oh, not Christians. Yeah. So. Okay. You can follow us at Broadwasted on Twitter and Instagram. You can. You can find us on our um, uh, Facebook group. Uh, Kevin runs that. That's super fun. Um, find us on Patreon as well. Um, tiers starting at $5. And boy, do we have a ton of content there for you all. Um, so much of our faces. So much of our, too much of our faces. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, of course, you can find us on things like Spotify, um, Stitcher, uh, as well as iTunes. Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. Thank you. Um, but again, Demarius, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, thank you. I will be starting my OnlyFans for my extra money. So you guys <laughs> swipe up. <laughs> swipe up. Thank you, guys. Swipe up. But thanks again. Um, as we end every episode, we raise our glass and we yeah. say... Um, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor, and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.